0: Yeah, boy. Oh, my God. Fuck me. Right in the balls. Okay, we don't have racism anymore, but back then, a lot of racism.
1: Welcome back to uh, the Renaissance, episode 75. At the end of our last episode, there is a yeah. conspiracy against Piero de Medici, son of Cosimo, by mm. some very rich white guys, long-time <laughs> friends and associates of the Medici, oh. Acciavoli, Neroni, Solorini, and Luca Pitti, that have decided the Medici are weak, and uh, it's time to come after them. But as we will see, Piero said... The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You are weak. Fuck you! That's my name! (laughs) That's what Piero said.
0: Let me just ask this real quick. I mean, these guys are all ganging together, and obviously they're a power to be reckoned with, but you really do get the sense that Piero who did not impress his father either while he was alive, must have really given off a of either a bad vibe or, or just these guys just took one look at him and, and said, There's no fucking way he can run the city and we're gonna get screwed by some other city-state. You just get this the uh the sense that they just took one look at this guy, didn't think much of him, and thought it would certainly be rather, you know, easier than hard to get rid of him. So I guess this guy, either physically or whatever, just just came across as completely out of his depth, and they were going to take advantage of it. But I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out why these guys, all at the same time, would suddenly think now's the time. And I think the, uh, the one common factor is Piero, that he is not the equal of his father.
1: You know what it takes to run Florence. It takes brass balls <laughs> to sell real estate. <laughs> and they thought Piero did not have brass balls, so let's find out. Yes. If Piero had brass balls. Now, in private, as we said at the end of the last episode, uh, Pitti was urging the elite and the merchants to overthrow the Medici through an armed insurrection. Mm. Violence is always the answer, he said. (laughs) Piero could easily be captured and and murdered. He's not going anywhere (laughs) with his gout. Yeah. Yeah. And the other leading members of the Medici faction could be all exiled, as the Medici had done to their enemies 30 years earlier. And the city would be rid of the family forever. I seem to remember someone else thinking they could get rid of the Medici forever 31 (laughs) years ago. And how did that work out? That's what would have been me in the room. I would have been going, uh, (coughs) excuse me, Uh, Riley, yes, Riley up the back. (laughs) Listen, I know. With a
0: smug look on your face, go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead. look, uh, I know I'm a history nerd and shit, and and that gets annoying. But this has happened before. You realize that, right? Uh, yeah. So people, so so, so your predecessors, <laughs> you were you were exiled with them. You should know yeah. this better than anybody. They, they exiled the Medici. Yeah. And the Medici came back, and uh, all Roll those guys them. were exiled. So. Yeah. <laughs> Really, what what do you think is different this time around? What you know, Einstein said. There, who's Einstein? Don't worry, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm also I travel into the future as well. Time Um, travel got a got a Tardis. Einstein said that insanity is the act of uh, doing something over and over and expecting a different result. And you really think this is going to work out? Really, really, you think this is going to work out?
0: What's that expression? I can't remember it exactly, but it's something like if you're if you're going to kill the king. Make sure you kill the king. They didn't last time. Maybe Pity thinks he can do it better this time, better than the last guys, because because, because this time he's now in charge.
1: Hey, yo, lesson here, bae. You come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Yes, best, best pity, best
1: not miss. You come at the king, you <laughs> best not miss.
0: Yeah, but. Um, the Benetces mm. have a military ace. I mean, there's still the uh, manly man that is Schwartza in Milan, who is since Caesar the greatest military man in Italy. So he, you know, so Pierre, uh, Piero might be um, on a couch, but he does have a military ace up his sleeve. Don't make him pull out his Schwartza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me whip this out. Yeah, he can no whip out that. his. Right. He can whip out his forza. Uh, But the party of the hill could whip out their Venice and the Duke of Ferrara, who was aligned with Venice, uh, Borso di Est, and they could whip out their new Pope Paul II, who was also a Venetian. And Venice, as we know, uh, not happy with Florence because Florence did the deal with Milan, with Sforza in Milan. Venice and Milan, great enemies, yeah. and 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 uh, the Milanese had taken Venetian territory. So uh, yeah, he could get the, the the party of the hill could get the backing of the Venetians and uh, Borso and the Pope Pope Paul II was the nephew of Jean Simmons, Pope Jean Simmons, <laughs> he, Pope uh, Paul Paulie Walnuts, who no. I mentioned in an earlier episode, is he's the guy who hated humanism, scrapped all of the uh, the the right, scribes. Yeah and later died while sodomizing a page boy or eating a lemon or doing all, both all at the three. same time. Right, yeah. right Or right, yeah. sodomizing a melon while <laughs> eating a page boy. It was, the sources were a little bit confused <laughs> on the
0: subject. <laughs> yeah. oh, but, see, none of that matters, whether they attack or they don't attack, because Sotoroni, who is the mouthpiece, who is the one who's got the people worked up, He's like, no, 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 violence is not the way to go. Let me continue to stir up the people against the Medici. I am for equality. I love liberty. I want liberty for all the people. And I'm going to take this message of liberty to the people. They're going to embrace it. They're going to support me. And we can get everything we need without violence. Who's with
1: me? Oh, I love it when rich white guys uh, start (laughs) preaching about Liberty and equality and freedom. That always, always that works, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Liberty for rich white guys to be rich white guys.
0: To be richer, and- whiter. No? <laughs> I, I, actually, that sounds right. No, I'm going to stick with that. Oh, I was thinking white people. Sorry, I feel bad now. You're not making any friends here.
1: Yeah, so uh, white, white, rich guys. Um, right. So it worked uh, a little bit. The voting system for the Signoria was replaced with the traditional method of open voting, oh. and, and Soda Pop was elected Gonfalonier. <laughs> then he tried to bring about a bunch of other reforms, but... The merchants quickly remembered why they had agreed to change the system in the first place. Yeah, it's remember, history. But, yeah. Remember, Came yeah they'd, the been listen, they'd been listening <laughs> to Cam and Ray. They said, uh, <laughs> come to think of it, back before Cosmo took power, what this, place, yeah. this place was a bit of a fucking clusterfuck. There was... <laughs> You know, rich oh white god. guys yeah. bribing people left right and center for power, there was right. fighting, we had armies coming Revenge, in and killing. Oh my
0: god. Yeah. Bad yeah. for business. Yeah.
1: Kids were getting taken in the middle of the night in the streets and it was just <laughs> bad for business, bad for making money. Alien abductions. Yeah, yeah. Say 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 what you want about Cosimo de Medici. Right. But uh he did bring about stability and peace. Right. Like say what you want about Hitler, but uh, <laughs> no. he, he he did kill Hitler. So, you know, is that and it's the
0: same. Right. The, Albin, the Volkswagen. Yeah. I Volkswagen. mean do, yeah. do I need to go on? I can't believe I just said that. Anyway, but mm. but these people... Albert Spears architecture. Exactly. Even though a lot of it was bombed. But the point is... The uniforms by Hugo Boss. Oh, oh, my friend. Oh, class. Anyway, I feel like we're going to hell now. But the point is a lot of these merchants made money because there was stability for such a long time because that's what you need. If you're an arms dealer, yeah, that's one thing. But if you make fucking cloth... Come on, you need stability, and a lot, you know, the cloth, uh, the cloth gear was, uh, the textile gear was very important, and they were very rich, and you need stability in order to keep things going, and that's what they suddenly remembered that they didn't have before Cosimo came along. Yeah, so they remembered, so
1: they started blocking Soda Pop's proposals right. for reforms, <laughs> right. and Soda Pop and his uh, signoria. Freely elected Signoria got nothing done uh, for the rest of their term. When they finally sip. left office after their six months or nine months or whatever it is was up, somebody pinned a notice on the door of the Palazzo della Signoria saying the nine donkeys have gone. Or <laughs> well, the nine fools have gone. I that's, read two versions of that. Depends yeah. on... Uh, the I guess the right. whatever the slang Italian was. Uh. So Sodapop was shocked, shocked, I tell you, to discover <laughs> that the people and the merchants didn't Change want to mind. completely remove the Medici from power peacefully. Yes. Right. And so he decided to throw his lot in with Pitti's idea of an armed insurrection. Like, Sodapop was like, listen, I totally believe that uh, we need free elections, we need free democracy, no- yes. enough of this dictatorship uh, of Ooh. the Medici. We want freedom and equality and liberty. Oh, what, that didn't work? Okay, let's go for an armed <laughs> it's, insurrection it's, then.
0: It's, where's my knife? Where's my sword? Yeah. Let me buckle on my blade, yeah. So he joins up with Pitti's plans and, you know, because he, he the old saying that he got from President Bush, yes, it's in the future, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. He's had enough. My plan of leniency... No, no, no. no. That's, that's not what Bush said. No, I know. I was just cleaning it up for him. What did Bush say? Um, he fucked it up halfway through. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on... shame on you. <laughs> We can't get fooled again. (laughs) Soda Pop did did a better job, but he learned his lesson. He's like, my plan of leniency didn't work. Let's go kill some sons of bitches.
1: My bush uh, told me Yeah. Dub yeah. Yeah. W. yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yes Step one. now they yeah, send secret messages to Venice and uh, Ferrara, yeah. uh, and then in March of 19 of 19, fucking they send yeah. secret messages, the party of the hill, to Venice and Ferrara asking them to march on Florence to help them get rid of yes. the Medici. But then the Malachi
0: Crunch. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
1: In March of 1466, news reached Florence that Francesco (gasps) Sforza had died. Oh, Piero's ace ace in the hole. Yes, Yes. (laughs) we were both going there, (laughs) both going for the putting something in a hole. And Francesco Sforza had been succeeded as Duke of Milan, right, by his 22-year-old son. Galeazzo Sforza. Mhm. Now there were already stories going around about <laughs> oh, Galeazzo that he was the Caligula of <laughs> That's Milan. What I wrote. Yeah.
0: <laughs> First of all no one made no one made fun of his middle name Maria and you'll see why yeah. in just a moment but but tell us how he decided uh to emulate his uh, his hero Caligula.
1: Oh, well, yeah, he was batshit crazy. Um <laughs> There were stories that he was raping noblemen's wives in the banqueting halls of his castle. So he'd invite all of these noblemen and their wives to dinner in the castle and then would just... He would walk around the table in the middle of the dinner like Robert De Niro in The Untouchables. Right. right. But instead of a baseball bat in his hand, he had his dick <laughs> and he would just, you know, grab a nobleman's wife at random. He'd go, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. No.
0: You hoe. Catch. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> catch, catch, catch a wife, make her a hoe, <laughs> bend her over, flip up her skirts and rape right. her on the table.
0: Yeah.
1: And would just say to everyone, don't look, just don't keep don't. eating. Just keep eating. Except you, the husband. You look at me. You look at me. Right in the eye. You look at me. Right in the eye. that's good. Yeah. Are you not
0: entertained? No. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of that,
1: I read this week that uh, Ridley Scott and uh, Russell Crowe apparently asked Nick Cave to write the screenplay for a sequel to Gladiator. Oh, which he did. So Nick Cave spent months writing right. the screenplay for Gladiator 2, which I they noticed. wanted to make because Gladiator yeah. was such a huge uh, critical and commercial success, despite the fact that uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, my gouty big toe can act better than right. Russell Crowe. In then fact, I suspect better. that Russell yeah. Crowe is a gouty toe. Right. Uh, yeah, it seemed <laughs> Oh Fuck. My ass can sing better than this. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, despite the fact that his character dies at the end of Gladiator. Yeah, that's complicated. They wanted a sequel. So Nick Cave wrote this screenplay where uh, his character, what is Maximus or whatever the name of his character is, um, goes to Valhalla... Sure, or whatever the uh, Roman version Roman, of Valhalla. is. It, it was a, it, I can't remember. Well, they go across the river Styx to um, the the. I can't remember whatever it is. What's the
0: Klingon heaven? No, I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to throw you off. Sorry. Elysium. 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 There we go. Goes to Elysium,
1: and all of the gods are dying <gasps> because.
0: Christianity
1: is becoming popular in Rome.
0: They're not being believed in. Yeah. The
1: the old gods aren't being believed in. I like that. And so they're dying. And uh, so they send Maximus, whatever his fucking name was. um, (laughs) Big Max. Back to earth. Sure. To stop Christianity. Hell yeah. And so he goes hunting
0: Jesus. (laughs) Jesus hunter. Anyway, that sounds freaking awesome. And then just before he kills Jesus.
1: Right. He finds out that Jesus is his son. He is the Roman centurion. Who knocked off. That that impregnated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Mary. But God was working through him. Or his penis. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) little little
1: Maximus, (laughs) Maximus Minor. That
0: sounds that sounds pretty badass. I guess he does sound
1: pretty (laughs) badass. And apparently, so anyway, Nick Nick wrote it and uh, gave it to Russell. Russell read it when he apparently said, no, nah, I don't think so, mate. <laughs>
0: oh, man, I'll do it for free. I'll
1: fucking do I it know. for
0: free.
1: Sounds yeah. awesome. I want to see that movie. I'd even watch it with <laughs> Russell Crowe in,
0: Crow in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. it was not meant to be.
1: Except he's a big fat cunt now. Speaking of big fat cunts who have died, um, Greedy Smith died last week. Uh, you won't know who that is, Mm-mm. but... You will if I play this. Whoa, the nips are getting bigger. Whoa, yeah, the nips are getting bigger. Whoa, ho, my tits are getting bigger. Mendel is anything. A uh, huge Australian band in the right. 80s. Um, uh, yeah, I love the, that sound. The, One of the key songwriters, the only surviving member, well, the only member still in the band by now was uh, Greedy Smith. Tony Kynaston had uh, Mental As Anything play at his 50th birthday party, a little private gig we went to a few years ago, which was nice. They were one of the biggest bands in Australia. In fact, they even had a song in Crocodile Dundee, one of the Crocodile Dundee films, one or two, I can't remember. I think it was one. He He goes to a party in LA and this is playing... Lick it up. That's
0: what we used to sing. Nice. Um, yeah, so, anyway, Greedy so died. Dinner time rape. That doesn't sound too bad. No, I mean, dinner
1: time rape. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> um, but then, below in the dungeons, oh, he, okay. he was said to personally conduct the torture of his enemies, particularly the men that uh, complained when he raped their <laughs> wives at the dinner table. Occasionally tearing them limb to limb with his own bare hands. Fuck. Now, Ray, I don't know if you've ever tried to tear right. somebody limb to limb with your own bare hands. Um, but can, uh, yeah. it takes it takes a fair amount of uh, oh concentration. Yeah. I gotta and, loosen and
0: up just to do a chicken persistence. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah.
1: He, so you got to give him credit for that. Like oh, he was I committed.
0: Do. He yeah. was committed. Commit a ball, but yeah, yeah. Of course,
1: really, I mean, right. he was sitting at home reading poetry and uh, doing crochet, <laughs> and Barry and Stan were brought in, and they were like, "Well, listen, no like one's, a, yeah, no one's gonna, gonna be, gonna, no one's gonna fear you, right? Yes, but, oh. but, but, I don't want but, to, I don't want to be a condottieri <laughs> like my father was. I knitted I you a like, sweater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they go, come on, son. Oh, listen." <laughs> You know, uh, listen. We, we, we need to. Yeah. We need to. We need to improve your image. Look, look, how would you feel? You don't have to go to war, but how would you feel about just like I don't know raping somebody occasionally at the dinner table after a couple of oh, lines of coke? They thought of this. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't 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 like to do that. that sounds awful. <laughs> what about just like tearing people limb from limb? You ever tried a little bit of lim lemon no. lemon like D. a little bit of lemon right? Lemon. Yeah. Jack Jack Lemon, one of my favorite actors. He was in. He was in Glengarry, Glen Ross. <laughs> What's your name, Levine? Yes, <laughs> you weak son of a. Put the coffee down, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, oh. He was like, "No, I don't want yeah. to do that." So they just started spreading <laughs> right. the stories anyway. Badass. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. listen, don't. Sh- hey, listen, don't. Uh, don't they they, with they this paid her. Paid a whole range of informants to go around, just going, "Hey, listen, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear about
0: Galeazzo? man? My cousin, cousin got ripped apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First, first they raped him, then they ripped him apart. Oh, worst dinner ever. How did he? How did he tell you the story of them ripped (laughs) him apart? Oh, he he got, he he got
1: better. (laughs) So they started spreading stories about him, and uh, it worked. Yes, people. People were terrified. He just had to show up on the battlefield. <laughs> people ran like he was. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. like Dracula. They thought right. he was going to come and put their fucking heads on spikes. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Piero, so Sforza, Francesco Sforza is dead. Right, Galeazzo, uh rapey Lim Limlim is uh, <laughs> there, but. Piero is like, I'm not sure I want to invite Mr. Rapey Lim <laughs> to Florence. Yeah, good call. Uh, you know, I like my limbs.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, my anus. Uh, it's the
0: way it is. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He's in Caligula.
1: He's like, he's, he wears no. a big, big no. gold <laughs> ring on his right hand, too. I'm not. Don't invite
0: him to dinner. Oh, my mm. God. Anyway.
1: Ugh. So, anyway, instead of reaching out to Galeazzo, Piero took a gamble and sent his 17 year old son, yeah. Lorenzo, oh. to Florence's enemy, Damn. Ferrante, the oh. illegitimate son of King Fonzi right. eh, of Naples, <laughs> to try and get him to support the Medici. Now, You know, it was only uh, 10 years earlier that Ferranti was marching on Florence to invade them. Yes. Now he's going to Ferranti. The the future King Ferdinand I, by the way, um, of Naples, he's he's sending his 17-year-old kid to Ferranti to to try and get him to come to their aid. Piero wrote to Lorenzo, Mm -hmm. uh, got the letter when he arrived, Remember to be civil and alert. Act as a man, not as a boy. Show sense, industry, and manly endeavor so that you may be employed in more important things. I've actually got a clip of him dictating oh, good. this. Thank God. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to
0: do. You can act like a man! What am I with you? There you go. Yeah. I have to ask. He's sending his son, 17, who obviously has had a humanist education. Not that the education is over. What were you doing at age 17? Do you think you would have been ready for this mission, this assignment, if you will? When I was
1: 17, I left home and moved across the country. Well, south, really. I moved from my little country hometown of Bundaberg all the way to the big city, Melbourne. Yeah. uh, With a few hundred dollars in my pocket and a dream in my heart. Right. Do you know what my dream was? I have told you, do you remember what it was? Oh, tell me again. My dream was to deflower a young maiden Mm -hmm. by the name of this... track yes do you know so who
0: is? you were going to make kylie minogue say mm-hmm. no more please mm-hmm. i can't
1: You're yeah. too much for me my dream was to deflower kylie <laughs> minogue
0: <laughs> before michael well, hutchins of in excess beat me to it <laughs> really.
1: Did he you and ha- i
0: had the same idea <laughs> he just uh <clears throat> <clears throat> do you know what i was doing at 17 i'd walk in the house and my father would like Goats. he forgot to shut the door so uh i probably would not have been sent On this particular assignment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nah, well, anyway, he did a good job, uh, Lorenzo, because several weeks later he returned and Ferrante was on board.
0: Nice. Now,
1: uh, in the summer heat of August, uh, Piero was struck with an extremely bad case of gout and had to be carried to his litter in the countryside where it was cooler so right. he could recover. Um, I'm also, I mean, when I first read that, I thought, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Battle is coming. <laughs> armies are marching. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's pulling an Augustus. Look, I would stick around for the <laughs> right. battle. Trust me. I
0: got this. No- nothing uh, I love
1: more than a little yeah. bit of, uh, you know. Right. action. B- b- Sword on shield. <laughs> Whipping it out. Right. But, uh, got a, but uh, I got the gout. My, big, my big
0: toe is acting up. so you got the gout, Harold. Yeah. i got to
1: go. But, um, <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it may not have been the case because as soon as uh, he left, that's when his enemies made their move. News, oh. As soon as he arrived in his country estate, he got word that the Duke of Ferrara had sent an army across the mountains into Florentine territory right. with orders to capture... Piero and Lorenzo and have them both murdered. The Venetians had also sent an army under the command of the condottieri Bartolomeo Corleone.
0: I like that.
1: AKA Don Corleone. <laughs> uh, that was his name. It wasn't spelt the same, but it was right. the same meaning. Colleoni, which is a running together of cuore and Leone, meaning lion heart. Cor- yeah. and Leone. So uh, this, uh, so Don Corleone was coming with an army, right? And by the way, he he had sort of inherited the title of the greatest uh, condottieri in Italy from Francesco Sforza, who he had trained under, learned under. He yeah. was the most feared military leader in all of Italy at the time. So Piero had literally just landed <laughs> after a very uh, painful journey. They just put his immediately down. said, yeah. L- immediately <laughs> said, turn around. We're going yeah. back.
0: Find a roundabout. Turn this bitch around. Yeah, we got to go home. But the good news is because he was going to go with the speed of a litter, he sends his son Lorenzo on ahead who's just a teenager riding like the wind just to make sure that everything is going to be okay when Lorenzo is recognized by some peasants in the field and they yell out to him. That's one
1: version. The other version right. I read is that as he was riding through the city gates, he noticed some armed men Ooh, I who like that were waiting to attack the Medici party. Right. They didn't recognize him because he had a Groucho mask on and <laughs> he, you know, quick thinking. He always right. kept a Groucho mask in I his do. pocket for situations like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they didn't recognise him as uh, Medici. They were expecting also a party coming back, not just a single guy on a horse. Right, And he immediately uh, sends word back to Piero's party, don't come through the main gates. Right. They're waiting for you. And so Piero and his party go through uh, a side gate, through a little country lane, get through a side gate and get into uh, the Palazzo Medici safely. And as soon as he's there, Piero sends word to his forces. Now, surprisingly, he hears the Galeazzo mad rapist (laughs) limb-tearer, first of his name, had already dispatched 1,500 armed horsemen from Milan to block the forces of the Duke of Ferrara. Oh, yay. Yay Yay. for Galeazzo. Uh, Yeah. He's living up to his father's reputation as a friend to the Medici. So without even being asked. He just yeah, he just
0: fucking did you it. You know,
1: he's Gal- Galeazzo, Rapey Rapey, <coughs> Lintera, do the yeah. right thing. Well, Sforza was his full name.
0: It's been my experience and I don't know about you and I don't want to speak for you, but of all the people that I know that are rapists and love to tear limbs off, they're pretty decisive people. Not a lot of contemplation. They just kind of mm. go with it and, and boom, and then suddenly these 1,500 horsemen are on the way. So out of the two threats coming towards Florence... And they're one loyal. Of them is, and they're loyal. Yeah. they're loyal. Yeah. They've got your they're back. loyal. When they're, they're not loyal. raping yeah. your wife <laughs> or tearing you limb from limb... Other than that, they've, they've got, got your back. Very loyal people. Yeah. Very loyal. But, yeah. but you learn not to turn your back Second on them. Or send none. your wife over. That's true.
1: Second to none, yeah. Say yeah. what you want about <laughs> limb-tearing rapists, but when you're in a tight spot... Oh, they love tight they've spots. They've got your back. Right. Like in their downtime, they will rape your wife and tear you limb from limb, sure. Yeah, they're the Thanks. long winter months. You've got to blow off steam somehow. <laughs> it's a long And weekend. listen, people always tell me when it comes to history shows, listen, you can't judge people in history by modern standards. Oh. Like... In 1464 yeah. raping, was, raping 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 yeah. someone's wife at the dinner table <laughs> and then tearing the husband limb from limb when he complains was a lot more acceptable
0: yeah, 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 than yeah. it
1: is now. I People don't, don't understand that. People look at it today and they go, judge
0: oh, that they kind gasp.
1: of behavior, but yeah. you have to you know
0: remember that it was different different times, Ray. Different times, different people, and I don't even think yeah. the church had ruled on that yet. So again, let's not use modern standards. So back the fuck up, okay? So they still haven't really
1: ruled on raping <laughs> children and covering that up. I mean, they're, they're still working. They're it's a complex. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a complex subject. It's in committee. Yeah, you don't want to. It's in you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't want to be hasty, you know. You as as Augustus right. said. Yeah. Make yeah. haste slowly. That's right. They they took that to heart. Uh, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to get this wrong. You no. don't want to make a decision about you don't want egg the, your face. Uh, about raping children right. and then find out later.
0: Oh, we that wrong. you made
1: the wrong decision oh, uh, oh, can affect a lot of people's can affect yeah. a lot of people's lives. You, you got to yeah. take your time, think it through, research, experiment. Research. Yeah. watch some films. Yeah. Watch watch a lot of films. Right. Uh, Popcorn. Touch rape a lot of children <laughs> and just.
0: And, with the clipboard, and, you know, just kind of take notes. You know, ripe them with the clipboard. No, no, no. Oh, you ha- take have notes a, with have them. a clipboard nearby. I'm wrong. Sorry, that came out. No, wrong. I thought that's that's, that's not my that's thing. Wrong. No, that is yeah, wrong. No. That's no. that's wrong. So one of the threats is is supposedly checked, and because Piero was able to get into the city undetected, suddenly the men who are working against them, the conspirators, are like. This is not exactly going according to plan, but they're going to find out like a lot of people when you try to use military force, once you open Pandora's box, you are not ever quite in control like you thought you were going to be.
1: You forgot to say something. You forgot to say... Oh,
0: going to hell. (laughs) We are most definitely, definitively, no waiting, the express lane, (laughs) going to hell.
1: Now, uh, Piero's sudden return... Took his enemies by surprise. Acciaoli, Soderini, and Neroni rode off to uh, <laughs> gather their troops and meet the incoming armies. Surely debrief them, give them the lay of the land, tell them that this was all going to go very right. smoothly. Nothing ah, it's to working, worry about. It's we've got it all. Yeah, we've got right. it all set up. <laughs> we've planned it down to the last detail. Okay, Piero, coming back. Not too much. Uh, when he heard there was trouble, we didn't expect that so much because yeah. he's gouty.
0: You Isn't know, gouty people. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It
1: is, it is. Yeah. But we didn't expect that from Piero. We thought True. he was gouty. Yeah. That's why we're doing this because he's gouty. He's il gotoso. And right. we, we we didn't think he had it anymore. Okay, so that yes, that took us by surprise. <coughs> but everything else, <laughs> rock solid <laughs> plan. Solid gold. 18 karat right. solid <laughs> gold plan. It's, it's written here Nothing on the list. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong from here on in okay, we'll 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 confess <laughs> right. to the Piero coming L- back early. We didn't see that. But yeah. everything
0: else Right. Oh
1: according to plan. Rock Solid. You can bet your bottom dollar. If,
0: if I may quote Emperor Palpatine, to, everything is tomorrow. Going to, oh I'm tom- sorry. Tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah, I was
1: quoting from Annie, man. Oh, Don't you go ahead. fucking you, go ahead. To, you can bet your bottom dollar. Do it again. That tomorrow the sun will rise or something. <laughs> okay, I quoted it badly. Quite frankly, not my no, favorite that's, musical. That's it's that's Chrissy's favorite musical, not uh-uh. mine.
0: What does that say um, about her? Anyway. Hmm. No, yes, yeah, she was I, saying something I about was, Palpatine. Uh, well, I was going to quote Emperor Palpatine. Everything is going according to... Oh, shit, it's gone now, as, as I have foreseen. So the point is they had one little slip up here. I was back in town. Uh, other than that, they have gone. They have left to gather their forces because they're about to kick, names, kick ass and, and take names, except for there's one person left in town. I don't know if that was a part of the plan, but the point is there was one person left behind.
1: Yeah, the head of the faction, uh, Luca Pitti, stayed behind at his half-built palazzo. Um, And when the armies didn't turn up in in a few hours, he (laughs) panicked,
0: Uh, uh,
1: uh, rode as fast as he could (laughs) to the Palazzo Medici, where he dropped down to his knees... (laughs) Unbuckled Piero's <laughs> trousers, took him entirely in his mouth, swallowed at the end, and promised that it's if he forgave you, him, right, yeah. he would support him for the rest of his
0: life. Yes.
1: Now, it's not known how much Piero knew at the time about how deep pity was involved in the conspiracy. Ooh, I mean, the, the fact that they called it the pity party and everyone kept saying, don't have a pity party, that's where right. it comes from. Don't have that. a party, pity party on the hill should have been a <laughs> giveaway, uh, but, but he was gouty, so he hadn't been paying much attention. Right. Uh, he not only forgave Pitti, right. but uh, he m- sort of did a deal. He married off one of Pitti's daughters to Giovanni Tornabuoni, uh, one of the good Torners. Right. Uh, who was a very close relative of Piero's wife, Lucrezia. Oh. So uh, he Marriage did a deal. Battle. Yeah, Locked him in. Locked yes. him in tight. Tight. <laughs> but, of course, <clears throat> for the rest of the conspirators, when the head of the conspiracy has dropped down, given your enemy a blowjob and just married off one of his daughters to his son. Right. <sighs> doesn't send a great message uh, about the success chances of your cunning conspiracy.
0: The cracks are beginning to show, but either way, because Piero is back in town and he has got this, I won't call it a full confession from Pitti, but uh, but a good three-fourths confession, because like you said, we don't know what... Piero knew, but um, the point is um, Piero's guards are now on alert. They are, they are you know, forming up and they're making sure their master is going to stay alive. And the um, message was sent um, to Galeazzo Schwarza um, to come as fast as he possibly could. If you could put down the body part and the raping and everything else and get over here with your cavalry because we don't know what's going on. Obviously, there's been some pre-planning. These guys could show up at any at any day now, so please get here with your cavalry and save us as fast as you possibly can.
1: Soderini did the same; sent the same message to the Duke of Ferrara: oh, "Come, right. come
0: quickly!" Yes. Yeah, look,
1: don't get me wrong; it's all going well. <laughs> but when I but, say, yeah. "Please hurry," because I, I don't want you. you to get the impression that things right. aren't going well It's no. everything's going fine. you know, like planned to perfection. <laughs>
0: Just if you could uh, Hop, get here in the next 10 head. minutes, that would yeah, be yeah. great. That would be great,
1: yeah. So that now it's great.
0: a race. So the two forces mm. are racing towards mm. Florence. It's gone from a rape to a race.
1: <laughs> from no. Galeano, no.
0: Galeazzo
1: to Galeano. Um, no. Then Soderini rode straight to the Signoria and tried, yeah. the new Signoria, tried to force them to arrest Piero. Sure. And they were like, mm-hmm. no. So you're saying that yeah uh, <laughs> yeah the leader of your conspiracy has just dropped down and given Piero head, really good <clears> very head. publicly too. By the way, there was right. like twenty people in the room right. at the time. Everyone, saw it. people, yeah, stamp chatted out. it. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, Instagramming it. I've seen it on Instagram <laughs> live. I mean, it was everywhere. But and and yeah. Uh, Mr. Rapey Rapey Limterra is on his way with an army? Uh,
0: I don't I don't, think oh, so. oh, I don't know. I don't know I if I want you mad at me. You, 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 hear, you dig me? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the Signoria dithered. The people who were somehow magically supposed to come together and support the idea of getting rid of the Medici, they dithered because they wanted to see what would happen. So there's a lot of dithering going around. But the point is, no one is rocking up to Piero and arresting him, putting him in chains, killing him, nothing. He's being left alone. He's still got the gout, but he's being left alone. And everybody's just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen.
1: Soderini was riding hither and thither. <laughs> While the Signoria <laughs> dithered. It.
0: Oh, it's good. That's
1: they were trying to work out whether or not <laughs> <That's right. laughs> they should support the conspiracy. Yeah, so before long, all of the armed bands that had been supporting the conspirators melted away uh, before they could be arrested themselves. They could see the writing on the wall.
0: Yeah, Duke of Ferrara,
1: messenger must have written to the Duke of Ferrara, gave him the message that uh, the situation in Florence wasn't (laughs) as locked down as he'd been led (laughs) to believe. He immediately did Uh, a 180 and went home. (sighs) Corleone's army... Hadn't even yeah. left Venice, he was like, "Listen, oh, fuck, no. eh, you go, you go, you <laughs> go Ferrari, you go and uh, test the waters for me, right? Eh, so if me, you need support, I'm your oh, guy. I'm, there. I'm only, I'm a couple, there. I'm a couple of, oh, yeah. yeah, a couple of days away. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, he hadn't even left, and then when he got news, he was like, "Oh well, fuck. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. that." <laughs> So the conspiracy failed. Imploded. Badly.
0: Imploded. Didn't even get
1: off the ground.
0: Oh. It's like a man in his late fifties with an eight never mind. The point is it didn't it didn't achieve flight. So yeah. So now but so so now the military threat is over with, but now it's time for Piero to pull on the Medici political machine and make some stuff happen. He has weathered the storm, and now it's time for him to get back in the driver's seat and to handle this, not militarily.
1: Yeah, he gets the political machine back to work. A pro-Medici signoria is elected... The vaca is tolled over the city, the (laughs) cowbell up in the tower of the Palazzo della Signoria. Right. All of those eligible to vote made their way to the Piazza della Signoria where Piero has 3,000 armed men (sighs) there just to make sure that uh, people... Look, you can vote any way you (laughs) want to vote. These guys are just here to make sure there's no confusion. To make sure no one
0: impugns your right to vote.
1: The way that you (laughs) are supposed to vote. Right.
0: For the good of the city.
1: Yeah. And Lorenzo, 17-year-old Lorenzo, is there in full shining armor, Uh, riding up and down the line. His long black hair, (laughs) his flat (laughs) nose, his... Big, uh, long
0: spear. Protruding Sticking chin. <laughs> Chest swollen. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. I need a moment. Now, the cit- the citizens had been... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done. I, I, I'm done. Thank you for your patience. Uh, where are we? I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm just hard, but I say I take the point. <laughs> oh, I'm hard. I'm so hard. Not right now, because I'm. Anyway, go ahead. Just tell me you have your pants on while you listen to that. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that goes for everybody. Come on, people. Focus. Hands hands above the table. <laughs> we can see them, <laughs> people. Hands on the steering wheel, or your pen, or your whatever. Now just... the
1: citizens have been frightened that another civil war was yes. on them, and. There yes. were foreign armies invading again, like oh. the 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 Medici been out of power for ten minutes. We've <laughs> got foreign put. armies invading <laughs> us again. Not that that hadn't happened under Cosimo right. once or twice but as well, handled. but it was it was handled. But it was stirred up right. by exiled Ooh, rebels, uh, not by Florentine elite calling foreign armies in to the yeah. city. Yeah, that's, that's tacky. That's that's yeah. bad. Yeah. So they're more than unhappy to undo all of the changes that Soda Pop had put through. The Signoria would once again be elected by the uh, the, the couplers, as they were known, the oh, guild, the right. Copiatore. Um And it's all going back. They're undoing everything. It's all going hey back Christ. to how it right. was before. Right. Well, you know, whether or not the people, like, it, it, it's this thing with democracy democracy is great. Don't get me wrong, right. love it. But love it. what's more important to people is peace and stability and yeah. for the merchants making money. Right. Uh, Democracies fine. I- ideas are fine. But But if it comes at the cost of no stability and civil war and money, they're uh, losing money. Right. Then
0: no, we'll take our little
1: dictatorship. Thank you very yeah. much.
0: <laughs> and I wave the flag. That's fine with me. Yeah.
1: I think that's something people don't people in the West don't understand about uh, places like Iraq under Saddam Hussein or Syria under the Assad's, right? Um, yeah, yeah, people. Are, well, they don't have democracy. Yeah, they didn't have democracy. Or, or Cuba under Castro, or um, right. uh, Venezuela under Chavez and 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 Maduro, and, uh, and Bolivia under um, uh, fucking what's his face?
0: Oh God. Um, Right there. Morales.
1: Yes. Ibo Morales. Like, okay, people, I mean, then that was democracy. In Venezuela was democracy too, and and, and Bolivia was democracy. But um, there's other places, like, okay, people didn't have democracy in in Iraq or in Syria or in, in Cuba. They have a form of democracy in Cuba, as I've explained before, not what we like to think of. But what they had was stability. The people were looked after. Unless you were an enemy of the state. Right in all of those places if you're an enemy of the state trying to overthrow the government or cause trouble yeah it's, it's you end up in an acid end up in an acid bath in Iraq <laughs> under Saddam <laughs> uh right. but according to most Iraqis that I've spoken to in Australia they say yeah listen for for 99% of the population life was pretty good
0: right. um
1: it was stable it was peaceful economic prosperity uh except when the you know the Americans would you know, push through uh, economic sanctions on the Iraqis and then they got fucked with the All for Food program and all that kind of stuff. Same in Cuba. Economically terrible, but that's mostly 99% of that as a result of economic sanctions uh, placed by the Americans on the country for 70 years. And anywho, stability is what the people wanted.
0: Yeah, and and we don't really know how much the people were excited on a scale from 1 to 10. We have no idea. We do know that, to on a certain scale, they didn't have much of a choice, but the point is you compare the last 30 years of mostly stability and good times and and money being made and I've got a job versus what's happened here in the last couple of days. I mean, fuck that. Let's go back to having some guy on top. Um, He he looks funny with all the gout, but he's got the right name. Let's put this guy back in charge. Let's re-rig the system the way it was, and let's hope we get another 30 Years just like we had under Kosovo. Fuck it, I'll take it.
1: Here's something that I've I've been thinking about recently when it mm-hmm. comes to revolutions. Uh, quite often, when you hear of revolutions uh, in countries mm-hmm. like the things that are it's going on in Iran at the moment and, and Bolivia and places like that, people's revolutions. Um, the the you know the people generally don't give a fuck about who's in control of the country. Yeah, which? As long as the people have a measure of stability and peace and they're able to put food on the table and live yeah. their lives without massive day. amounts of oppression, right. the people generally are, uh, don't, don't care enough to want uh, to die yeah. to change
0: the system. right?
1: Now, when revolutions happen, they usually take two forms. In one case, they're led by the people. And mm-hmm. when that happens, you can usually point to the person who's leading the revolution.
0: Right.
1: You can point to a Fidel Castro and go, okay, there's a guy. Or you can point to a, a Gandhi in, to, in, in the sure. case of the Indian Revolution. Yeah. Or, you know, in, in Russia in 1917, you could point to Lenin. You can point to the people that uh, – you can point to uh, – in the French Revolution, you, you you had the guys in the early part and then afterwards – you had Napoleon when he was consul. You can point to the people that are leading the revolutions because those people are giving speeches. They, they spend years rallying the troops. Uh, right. you know, they, they, are, they are working it uh, for years to build up popular support. Well, for, even if it's, a, if it's a democratic revolution like under Chavez or Ibo Morales, they, they spent years building up political support. If it's a military, a, a violent revolution, like in Cuba, Castro spent years in the jungles of the Sierra Maestra uh, trying to get the support of the people. You can point to the person and say, okay, this is a people's revolution being led by that person. Makes sense. Now, in a lot of cases, like a Castro, these people are the, who lead revolutions usually aren't the poorest of the poor. Uh, you know, uh, like Castro, like Nelson Mandela, like uh, Gandhi... These are these are relatively middle class well educated people they may have come from poverty in some cases like Mandela did but he was a lawyer Castro was a lawyer these people are, are literate they're educated they know their history they understand a little bit about tactics political tactics military tactics mm-hmm. but they are uh, they they have the support of the people because they're out there talking about what they're going to do not all of the people but enough of the The people, the the, the poor classes, the working classes who are going to support them in their campaign. The other kind of revolution Mm -hmm. are the ones where it's very difficult to point to who's leading it. You Mm. say, who's the leader of the revolution uh, in Bolivia against Ibo Morales? Well, it's uh, Janine What's-Her-Face. Right, uh, she's is she uh, spent years uh, building gets, the support of the masses. No, no, no. she's no. not. She's some rich fundamentalist Christian whose husband is a politician as well, and she's a politician and and relatively wealthy. You rich white people. If you look at um, Venezuela, Guaido. No one had heard of Guaido until he <laughs> said he was the new he was the new president of uh, Venezuela. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, when, the, yeah. when the Americans installed him as the, uh, you know, the, the uh, acting president, no one had heard of him before. Right. Uh, he was a minor, minor politician with no big support base, as has been evidenced by the fact that he tried to get the people to revolt and they went, hmm, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> so it's interesting with these revolutions to look at, well, uh, who's leading it? Who is the person up the front? who's been building this for, for years. years and exactly. has, who's been building the organisation. If you can't point to that person right. or two people or three people, whatever it is, it's probably a fake revolution being driven by Achiawole, Neroni, Soderini and Pitti. It's probably being driven by a, a number of rich white guys <laughs> who are trying to make it look like a, it's a people's revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're basically just paying uh, mercenaries to come in and stir up shit. Because they want to take over. Right. Anyway, that's my that's my 10 cents yeah. on the nature of revolutions.
0: And that's what's going on here.
1: Yeah. That's what's going on here. Well, they tried to make it go on right. here. but uh, yeah, Shot and missed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, actually, Neroni and Soterini were sentenced to death Ooh. by the Signoria, but Piero intervened yeah. and the sentences were all commuted to exile.
0: Good guy. He...
1: He did a Julius Caesar, right. turned the other cheek, forgave his enemies. Yes. And like in the case of Julius Caesar, big mistake, <laughs> big, huge.
0: Right. Because well, they
1: were going to come back and have another crack at it.
0: Well, he I don't think he forgave them... Um, just for their sake. I think he was literally like, look, if I kill these guys and they've got their, their clients and their extended families and their customers and their friends and their co whatever, uh, that's just going to create a lot of shit, a lot of tension, a lot of ill will in the city. If I let them go, but they have to leave the town. Uh, hopefully people will remember the long tradition that is uh, Medici. Um, um, uh, compassion. And we can, we can start to rebuild it and and, and, and head into the future together, holding hands. So, I can't really blame him for trying because the other the other side of that would have been a lot of ugliness in the city, which is his job to avoid. But you're right. I mean, once you let someone go, they're going to get another shot at you. And, and if if they're really determined, they're going to see it as a clean slate. And now they can come at you again. And like you said, two of these people that we know of are going to take that chance and try to come at him again.
1: Yeah. and And, you know, they were going to kill him. Their yeah. plot was to arrest Piero and Lorenzo and, and have son. them both exactly. murdered. Exactly, exactly. But he said, "No, that's not the Medici way of doing things." Cosimo didn't have people executed; he right. just exiled them. That's what—that's how we do it. Good we just exile me. our enemies. Exactly. And these guys, again, these guys were from rich old families in Florence. They'd spent, the, you know, generations building oh, yes. their wealth and influence and respectability in Florence to be exiled. From that city was an enormous uh, right. punishment. punishment.
0: Punishment enough.
1: Yes, it's like you were exiled. Uh, it was just while you're living in bumfuck Virginia. You <laughs> were kicked out of Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> and
0: uh... <laughs> oh <laughs> can sure. You hear, can you hear the lambs? <laughs> Ran all the way to Nelson County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With your Uh, sheep bag (laughs) and your cheap shoes (laughs) and your cheap perfume. And your sheep loving and your cow tipping and your moonshining. Can you hear? But later now you can still hear them screaming, can't you, Clarice? (laughs)
1: Um, So, yeah, Soda Pop and uh, Neroni uh, went straight to Venice where they convinced the Doge... Sorry. That the Medici were now a threat to Venice. Oh. That the, he, they were going to gang up with right. Galeazzo and probably attack Venice. Coming so, at in May of 1467, Don Corleone <laughs> was dispatched to attack Florence yet again. 67 now learned yeah. his trade with Sforza himself. He has a huge army, 8,000 cavalry, 6,000 foot soldiers, which for the time was huge, like, you know, going back to our Alexander and Caesar days, that was uh, tiny. Yeah. But but still. In these days, that's a huge army. Damn. And uh, so that's it's all happening again. I think that's where we'll take (laughs) a break. Uh, Another attack on Piero and the Medici control of Florence we'll be back next week with more silence of <clears throat> Medici fuck it
0: <laughs> actually I'm okay with that I'm not really into jabby jabby I don't think I could take anything to my penis but go ahead go ahead hold on your pants. and 30 minutes later Oh god. I can do it all day long. Don't move. Hold Believe still. me, I'm not erect right now. I'm flinching. If anything, I'm flinching. I'm gonna need a moment. Okay, hold on. Okay, go ahead. Jew hammer.